Hello folks and welcome to yet another episode of Uncomplicate Health, the show where we do just that, uncomplicate your health. Today we are going to talk about stress. What is it really? You know, some say that a little bit of it is good, some say even a little bit of it is bad uh, and all kinds of uh, statements in between. So let's understand what stress is, the types of stress and then you'll be in a better position to understand what's good for you, how much of it is good for you, if it's good for you at all, and all the jazz. Come on, let's dive right in. Okay, so you've probably heard that a little bit of stress is good. But how much is little? Or how little is too much? So to understand that, let's try and understand what stress is in the first place. So again, I'm going to oversimplify how the body works, but it's going to make this whole understanding easy. So I guess it's okay, right? So basically, there are two types of stress, okay? The one that, you know, makes you wake up and go to work, wake up and go brush your teeth and getting you ready for the day. We don't think about that as stress because we... We are so used to it. If you look at the way the body kind of works, remember that you're sleeping and all these sensory functions have been cut off. Your brain is not getting any information from the outside world when you're sleeping. So now you need to wake up and for that to happen, somewhere your brain needs to wake up. And once it wakes up, it shouldn't really be groggy. It should be ready to start going because otherwise your brain will just be happy to rest. Now, this phenomenon is driven by a couple of things. First thing is one hormone called the stress hormone or cortisol. Now, how does this happen? Now, this is where the body's biological clock kind of ticks in. Now, how does the biological clock work? It kind of works with what is called as photoreceptors, which means they are sensitive to light. So, you know, when there is enough sunlight or uh, once your body is used to a certain time when it believes that this is when the sunlight comes, this kicks in. So typically for most of us, and I say most because if you're doing a lot of shift work and you're awake and asleep at different times of the day in different weeks, then this may not apply to you. But for most of us, at around 8 a.m. in the morning is when this cortisol hormone is at its peak. Right? So, around that time is when it is kind of getting you ready for the day. It's also the time when the hormone that gets your body ready to sleep which is melatonin, is not very high. It's probably at its least. So when this stress hormone, this cortisol is, is up and ready, it kind of pushes you and helps you uh, get ready for the day. Now, that is the kind of stress that is good for you. The stress that comes from a certain amount of cortisol peak to get you ready. And once you're ready, and once your brain starts 
uh, functioning, you don't need that kind of pushing. Think of it like a spark, right? Once the fire is lit, do you need to keep uh, lighting it? Do you need more sparks to keep it going more? No. Once it's lit, you really don't need so much of a spark. So think of this cortisol like a spark. And once that happens and your body is intelligent. So after 8 a.m., slowly through the day, the cortisol level starts to come down. Now there is a second type of stress. Now what is this? This is the high alert stress. Now this is driven by an entirely different hormone called the adrenaline. You know we call it the adrenaline uh, push and the, uh, the, the adrenaline feel and, and all kinds of adjectives to adrenaline, right? Now what does that do? That is the hormone that gets you ready to fight or fly away. It's called the flight or the fight hormone. Now, what is, uh, what's happening there? Now, when your body senses that, that sense of danger, when your body senses danger, to put it that way, it starts secreting this adrenaline to get your system ready. Now, what happens when that, when that adrenaline comes in? the muscles start to receive more blood supply. And the blood flow to some organs like your stomach and your liver and most of your internal organs really starts to come down. Okay? So, which means what do you need when you need to run? You don't need blood in your stomach. You're not really going to digest something. You need the blood in your peripheries, in your arms, in your uh, legs and a lot of uh, blood in your brain because it needs to think fast and you know allocate all resources to thinking and, and making you escape from the danger. So when this adrenaline peaks, the uh, blood is diverted in such a fashion that will get you ready to run and escape from danger. Remember that this is what is supposed to happen for most of us in normal circumstances. And when I say normal, I am not talking about today's normal, but the way the body was designed. Now, that kind of uh, stress hormone, the cortisol that I spoke to you about, why is that a problem? Now, this cortisol as a hormone, remember it needs to wake you up. If it needs to wake you up, it needs to give you energy. And where is energy in the body coming from and what is the form of energy? It's sugar, it's glucose. That's the, that's the type of uh, energy that the body can use. That's the type of nutrient the body can use to give energy. So it needs, it's designed in a way that when the cortisol level goes up, your blood sugar will actually go up a little bit to give you the energy to kickstart your day. The other hormone, adrenaline what happens when that's peaking, at that time also you need energy, right? You need energy to run, but the blood is diverted in such a way that you can actually run. Early in the morning, you probably are not going to be running. So think of these two as the two types of stress. Now we'll understand what all can go wrong here. 
what happens if you are not sleeping well through the night and that biological clock besides getting disrupted this cortisol or the stress hormone is constantly higher than it's supposed to be it becomes a vicious cycle now one because there's a little more cortisol than necessary the balance between melatonin and cortisol is upset which means you won't be able to sleep too well and because you're not sleeping too well and this hormone is constantly high your sugar levels are higher than necessary remember this was supposed to be a spark it was supposed to wake you up and then slowly taper away but it's not tapering away so when that happens your sugar levels are higher than necessary but for the sugar value to be higher than necessary what happens then your body starts to also panic and the insulin will start to come up and then the whole mess begins i will address the details of this uh, sugar metabolism in a, in a different episode but just to understand that when this hormone is constantly high the sugar and the other hormones are also getting out of whack but that's not the only problem when you wake up in the morning your blood pressure is also a little high thanks to this cortisol now i think you've already understood where i'm getting at when this hormone is constantly high through the day your blood pressure will also start to be slowly higher than necessary these are all early stages huh so as it gets worse we become prone to diseases like diabetes and hypertension which is raised blood pressure but they are not the only things a lot of things can go out of whack when this cortisol is out of whack a lot of you might have been very worried about the word steroid you know if somebody gives you a steroid you'll be like oh is it a steroid is it going to cause harm now remember that steroid is a very important hormone it has a lot of functions it's it brings down inflammation it it okay it just brings this just let's just say that it has a lot of functions good ones of course which is why the body is making steroid and giving you the steroid first thing in the morning but clearly when you are afraid of taking steroids from outside you should be equally worried about the steroid that your body is producing when it doesn't have to so this is the good and bad stress from the pure stress kind of perspective the the good stress becoming bad the second one which i spoke about which is the stress which is supposed to get you out of danger now of course that's also good stress i mean there's really no good and bad stress right this is two types of stress so that stress is supposed to get you out of danger very important what's the point of not having diabetes not having raised bp if you're not alive really no point right you'd rather be alive with a little uh, diabetes than dead with no diabetes i'm assuming so now when that is happening at a low level 
when your body is constantly sensing danger now this is not a danger of a lion or a tiger attacking you but your boss attacking you if you are stressed about losing your job and not being prepared for how you're going to pay your kids fee in the next month or how you're going to run your life tomorrow now this is as far as your body is concerned a kind of stress a kind of danger as far as your brain is concerned this is danger in today's world we don't have tigers and lions uh, right next to us trying to vie for the same space as far as your body is concerned this is real danger now what does it do when it senses danger it secretes this adrenaline which is supposed to get you out of danger but when a tiger chases you you can run whether you'll outrun the tiger and stay alive is a different question but the blood supply is is redistributed to make sure that you can run you can fight or flight meaning one of the two and your brain can decide that but you really cannot run away from your boss can you you can but but let's be practical that stress is not going to go away go away very quickly now that tells us or tells the body that the stress is persistent but since you're not running so much the redistribution of blood happens so your stomach is not getting the blood supply that it's supposed to get your internal organs will not get the blood supply that they are supposed to get your liver which is supposed to do a lot of things is only doing what is essential because the stress of danger is keeping you in that flight or fight mode for some people with a certain kind of personalities they can actually constantly be angry constantly on that on that feeling of being under threat for somebody else with a certain personality they may just cook down and give up and maybe you know look at the tiger and say just eat me and get done with it i'm sure you understand what the tiger is in this in this uh in this reference so what is happening inside your essential organs are not getting the supply that they are supposed to get and in this process a little bit of your cortisol is out of whack now suddenly all the things that were supposed to just wake you up are constantly present so despite your candle being lit there's a fire everywhere what's going to happen is going to burn the sides of the candle and the wax and something's going to crash so now while i said there is no real good stress and bad stress when i'm oversimplifying it are you able to understand the two types of stress the one that is the stress that just you know pushes you prods you to wake up get to work you know lights the fire and the other one that was generally reserved for danger situations but now since you're being since you're perceiving that there's danger all the time is constantly keeping you on the vigil it's okay if that's all it did but in order to keep you in vigil 
it's just not sending the right amount of blood to your stomach and other areas which is then causing this vicious cycle to top that because your pressure needs to be a little high and you need to be alert constantly being here also causes raised blood pressure now your brain cannot wasn't designed to perceive threat all the time so when it's constantly perceiving threat on one side you can have personality changes but on the other side you can actually have mental disturbances and your mental well being takes a beating so this is in a nutshell what stress is the two types of stress and why are they two types because the two different hormones are driving these two yes they are interrelated but there are two different hormones driving them and both of them because they are doing what they are supposed to do which is good if it was really a tiger chasing you which is good when you really need to wake up in the morning we have extended that through the day now i hope i have given you a brief picture about what stress is and how stress causes the body damages that it causes how it causes diabetes how it causes raised blood pressure how it causes uh, mental health problems and the same way when you are stressed you are really not in the mood uh, for love right you are trying to escape danger so when that's constantly there it also causes sexual troubles it also causes troubles with relationships so overall that kind of constant stress is bad we will deal with how to solve this in a, in in a different episode and how we can try and manipulate uh, our bodies and the hormones but the first step is to understand how this stress works and what we and what it takes and how it's destroying our our bodies and our lives so with that i'm going to say bye to this episode uh if you have any topics that you want me to address uh, write to me and i will find a way to incorporate that into one, into the show uh thank you so much for for uh, listening for so long and uh, i will see you again in another interesting episode and uncomplicate another different area of your life